the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The question should be asked, must believers always tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, in every circumstance and at every time? Or, another way of asking the question, are there times when not telling the truth is the more godly course of action? So you think the answer to that question is obvious? Well, stay tuned. This is another edition of Study Verse by Verse. I'm Mike Trout. So glad you've joined us on this Friday as Pastor Leighton Sheely, our teacher from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, wraps up a three-part series, or at least three parts from a message that we've shared here on the broadcast called The Power of Words. And I think most of us understand just how powerful words can be. If you'd like more information about Church of the Highlands, please check us out on the web at highlands.us. And now, here's Pastor Layton. Now, there's a story that's told in the Old Testament. It's found in Exodus chapter 1. The Israelites had dwelt peacefully in Egypt for centuries since their invitation by Joseph and his pharaoh. But a new pharaoh had taken the throne, and he was very concerned about the clannish, independent, and powerful Israelites. And so he developed a plan to eliminate them in one generation. It's recorded in uh, Exodus chapter 1, verses 15 and following. Then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was named Shipper and the other named Puah. And he said, When you do the duties of a midwife for Hebrew women and see them on the birth stools, if it is a son, you shall kill him. But if it is a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the male children alive. And so the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said, Why have you done this thing? And saved the male children alive. And the midwives said to Pharaoh, They lied. Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, they are lively, and they give birth before the midwives can come to them. Therefore, God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and grew very mighty. And so it was because the midwives feared God that He provided households for them. Now, these Hebrew midwives had chosen to lie to Pharaoh and to not abort newborn male children because they feared God more than they feared Pharaoh and his commands. Now, there are some who might think that any form of lying under any circumstances is an invitation to instant wrath from God. But there's no record in the Scripture of even so much as a reprimand by God to these midwives. Some might say, well, you know, what they were doing was bad. They were lying, but they were doing it for a good reason. The good and the bad kind of balanced out. God kind of looked the other direction. That's not what the Scriptures tell us. The Scriptures tell us that God blessed the midwives, for lying to Pharaoh by giving them households of their own. God blessed them for lying. Say, wait a minute, wait a minute. God is truth. He always tells the truth. How could he possibly bless these midwives for saying something that was less than the truth? Well, to try to simply state a complex concept, God has a hierarchy of principles And some principles are more important than others. Now, it's important for you to understand that Leighton didn't say that. Jesus did. And it's found in Matthew chapter 23 and verse 23. 
It's an important concept to understand. Matthew 23, 23. Jesus says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Now, Jesus here, Matthew 23, 23, calls them the weightier matters of God's law. That is, they had more importance than the other matters. Now, it didn't mean that the other matters had no importance or no weight. It simply meant that they weighed less or were less important than these particular matters. These were the weightier matters. And what were these weightier matters that Jesus identified? Number one, justice. Number two, mercy. Number three, faith. Justice, mercy, faith. Now, how does this apply to the midwives? Well, Pharaoh's judgment upon the male Hebrew children was unjust in the sight of God. They had been unjustly sentenced to death. They had done nothing worthy of the death penalty. God himself established the death penalty for certain behaviors. And those behaviors are spelled out in Exodus chapter 21 and following. In fact, the very next passage that we look at in the Sermon on the Mount is from Exodus chapter 21, an eye for an eye and a tooth for tooth. But these Hebrew children had done nothing worthy of the death penalty. And Pharaoh did not have the authority to take away their life because it's God who gives us the right to life, liberty, and so forth. So then, there's at least one biblical example of God actually condoning lying, in this case, to protect against the shedding of innocent blood. And it's because of this scriptural revelation about the nature of God and His justice that we can look back with great admiration upon the heroic Christians who risked their lives to protect Jews unjustly sentenced to death in Nazi Germany. God's law is greater. Why is it that Christians around the world are being placed in prison? It's because they acknowledge an authority higher than the Communist Party or whatever government happens to be ruling at that time. To lie for personal benefit is not acceptable to God. I'll say that again because it's important. To lie for personal benefit is not acceptable to God. And the fact that one does not understand the full cost of entering into a contract does not excuse one from fulfilling the obligations thereof. Now, who, for instance, really understood the full cost that was going to be paid when you stood at the altar and made that contract with your spouse? Did you really know what it was going to cost? Lord... I know I promised for better or for worse. But I didn't know she snored. The fact that you don't know the full cost of entering into a contract does not excuse you from fulfilling the obligations thereof. In fact, the only one who really ever knew the full cost of entering into a contract before entering it was God. And he knew that it was going to cost him the life of his only begotten son. 
But let your yes be yes and your no, no, for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. Now, what Jesus is saying here, simply put, is that the very nature of our natural daily conversation should be so consistently truthful that we need not call upon the name of God or any other form of corroboration as our witness. When we open our mouths and say something, people just expect it's going to be the truth because that's part of our character nature. We tell the truth. When we make a promise to someone or make a statement to someone, they shouldn't have to say or even think, uh, could you get that to me in writing? Because they should so recognize that we're truthful that they'll take our word, yes means yes, and no means no. Now, I need to say something here, and that is... um, There are some people that are exceedingly truthful, and they're painful to be with. You know, because they lack a certain graciousness in communicating the truth. When Jesus was described, he was described as being full of grace and truth. He told the truth graciously. People who tell the truth ungraciously are about as beneficial to be with as those who are very gracious and don't tell the truth. We as Christians need to tell the truth graciously. You know, Pastor Mark Hinman has has since gone on to his reward. He was with us quite a number of years. He told this story to some of us young pastors, and it's obviously left an impression on me. It's a story of when he was a young pastor, rather naive, And uh, one of the successful businessmen in his congregation came to him and said, Pastor, a number of months ago I entered into an agreement. Circumstances have changed, and now when I fulfill this agreement, then I'm going to lose lose my farm, I'm going to lose my business, I I may lose my children's inheritance, and so forth. Pastor Mark Hinman, without really thinking about what he was saying, said, uh, well, is the agreement in writing? And that man stood up, his back straightened, and his eyes flashed. He said, Pastor, my word is my word. It doesn't have to be in writing. And he turned and he walked out of the office. Our word should be our word. It shouldn't require contract or an email or a letter or notary public or recording or something. Just say yes to yes when yes is required and no when no is required. Now James writes this same verse but with a different ending in James chapter 5 and verse 12. He says, But above all, my brethren, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or with any other oath, but let your yes be yes And your no, no, lest you fall into judgment. Now, what is the judgment that James is referring to? Revelations 21.8, written by the Apostle John. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all... Liars 
Their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. All liars, their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Now, speaking lies, making dishonest promises is no trivial matter to God. And it should be no trivial matter to us either. The message has been called The Power of Words. We've divided it into three parts and shared it with you over the last three days here on this broadcast called Verse by Verse. This is brought to you by Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and I'm Mike Trout. Our teacher is Pastor Leighton Sheely, and the message, of course, is available to listen to again or even download when you go to the website highlands.us. You will also find details about upcoming events there on the website, including a special Thanksgiving service, the Scrooge Musical, always an annual highlight during the month of December, and then a men's retreat coming up in February. The specifics are on the website again, highlands.us, or give us a call and ask your questions at 650-873-4095. Have a great weekend, and join us again on Monday at this same time as we start a new series and study verse by verse.